0: Climate change is a reality. 20 of the warmest years on record happened in the last 22 years. And more and more people are taking to the streets to protest against climate breakdown.
1: I think everyone's come into the realisation that we can't go on as we are. Humans are using far too many resources and they're not renewable. We've got to do something.
2: It's the ecology that is so important. If the ecology dies off, then humans can't be sustainable, all our drugs and medicines come from plants and animals.
3: People want to know, what can I do? Yes, we we want to be able to say, look we're saving all this carbon, we're doing all these great things, but more importantly, by getting people to see what they can do, this is a way of galvanizing activity. But despite the drastic headlines, the first half of
0: 2019 saw Britain obtain more clean electricity from zero-carbon sources than it did from fossil fuels for the first time since the dawn of the Industrial Revolution. My name's Neil Roberts, and this is the Community Business Fix, the podcast that sheds light On communities taking matters into their own hands, supported by Power to Change, the independent trust that supports community businesses in England. In this series, we focused on communities taking matters into their own hands, driven by passion, anger, necessity and idealism. In this last episode of Series 1, we're exploring how communities are approaching climate breakdown through renewable energy – There's money in it, which is why most renewable energy projects are owned by commercial companies at the moment. But more and more communities are coming together to raise the finance to run their own energy projects. They then reinvest profits back into the local community and do their bit to fight climate change in the process. We went to South Devon to meet one of them.
2: YAM Community Energy is a community organisation to promote the decarbonisation of our community so that we're aiming to achieve zero emissions over a period of time. And um, we started off with education and then into practical work.
0: Yelm Community Energy started life as an environmental group in 2000, formed after founder and chairman Peter Brown heard a talk about global warming. For the first few years, they worked with universities on feasibility studies and hosted sustainability fairs. The idea was to inspire others to do something to combat climate change and cut carbon emissions. But then they got wind of a proposal by the company Good
2: Energy. We had heard that they were looking to put a a solar farm on the edge of Newton Ferris in one of the farms. So... We thought, well, we've got to have ownership of this. What's the point in having renewable energy there? And all the money goes somewhere else, to the headquarters of the energy company. So we said, look, we've got to form an energy company. We can't do this with an environment group.
0: And so in January 2015, Yelm Community Energy was formed as a community benefit society, where every one of the 150 paid-up members has one equal vote and say in how the business is run at the AGM. Yelm Community Energy was initially supported through funds from the local environment group Peter had set up in 2006.
2: Any surplus from the trading of the organisation has got to go into the community, not to the members, whereas in a cooperative they go to the members. And that was the whole point of the thing. A, that it was renewable energy, and B, that all the benefit from that in the form of of surpluses flowed to the community and did things in the community that could not otherwise be done because the parish councils have no money.
0: Good Energy built the Newton Down solar farm, while Yelm Community Energy worked out how they could eventually own it. But how does a small community organisation go about buying a solar farm worth millions? Often communities miss out on the opportunities, they struggle to raise the capital in time. Here's Will Walker, Programme and Investment Manager at Power to Change, with a £40 million solution that brings together a number of partners, including Big Society Capital. Community-owned Renewable Energy Partners, or CORE for short, has bought six solar farms around England to preserve them until communities are ready and able to buy them back after three years. Clearly, communities to
4: access the sort of finance that is needed to develop and or need to purchase these projects at scale is very challenging, really, and the partnership that we've struck with them through CORE has really enabled them to work with us essentially to purchase that solar farm which we will then optimize so that we reduce the running costs and then put the significant profit surplus that that project will generate to community
0: good. Andrew Moore is a director of Yelm Community Energy.
3: Where we are now is that we have one solar farm of which we own a very small amount and over the course of the next year or so we will be hoping to gain the loans and equity in order to own it all. It's certainly a lot of money. And we, we will be talking about somewhere between 12 and 14 million pounds in total. And when you sit back and think about that and look at it with a cold and fishy eye, a small shiver goes up your spine. It's a lot of money. But the key thing here is that the you have an organisation which is holding your hand, which is helping you, which is thought through the problems that we had thought through ourselves but has a solution that's that's fantastic it's amazing in fact we have a second solar farm which we hope a decision will be taken on later today in fact to go ahead in which case that one will be in the same position we will own a, a, a very small amount initially and then over the course of the next year or two we'll be trying to get the loans and the equity in order to be able to control the whole amount. Uh, and that, it's, it's, you know, two solar farms, it'll be about 12 megawatts. And that will probably make us one of the largest community enterprises. As we've heard, Yelm's
0: income currently comes from CORE's investment and from the energy the solar farm generates and sells. This money is reinvested to support all sorts of projects in their community with similar aims to their own. They've already made grants through their community fund, to projects as diverse as installing solar panels on a village hall, to creating wildlife-friendly areas in a park, to an educational project around bees for a brownie group. And they continue to encourage applications to the community fund, awarding grants dependent on a number of priorities picked by local people.
3: Energy, poverty, renewable energy and the environment, those three things were top of the list, but there were others as well, like education and things for society in general. Second of all, we knew that this was a long-term issue and that we weren't going to rush into it. We also taken a lot of time and effort, not just in doling out the money and choosing who would have what, but in following up so that we are seeing the impact of, of what's happening, that we can help in certain cases. Another benefit
0: for the Community Fund is harder to quantify, but no less important.
3: It sparks ideas in people's heads when you've got a community fund and when you've got an idea like renewable energy and the things that you might be able to do. So you might be able, for instance, to sell the energy locally. At the moment, the technology is not here. But if you could sell the electricity locally, you could sell it at a lower price than people are paying now but that the producer of electricity, in this case, Yelm Community Energy, would get a higher price than it would otherwise. So everybody benefits from that. And then you've got environmental benefits. But most of all, what I think it does is to release energy in the community. So even in the first year of having a community fund, what has been apparent is the sheer enthusiasm and inspiration people are taking from it to do things that they might not have otherwise done. It's brilliant.
0: Bee Wild Yelmton is one of the local projects that has received a grant from the Yelm Community Energy Benefit Fund. Their founder, Kate Hopkins, wanted to set up a wildflower meadow in her community to combat the challenges that bees and other pollinators are facing.
1: We figured that it fitted in with our aims to have um, some of the native orchard trees that would have existed here in the past. We needed to purchase them, spring bulbs and so on to plant in the spring for early pollinators at the beginning of the season, obviously wildflower seeds for the summer. And we knew, we heard about Young Community Energy and the fact that they were willing to help local organisations. And what we figured that we fitted one of their criteria, which was to help not only the environment, another big part of our work is to work with children and the community. I didn't want us to be a bunch of old people planting flowers. I wanted the children to understand the importance of everything and to get some enjoyment from the natural world. So we've put on a few community events that have cost money and Yelm Community Energy has given us quite a generous grant.
0: South Dartmoor Community Energy are another beneficiary of the Yelm Community Energy Fund.
5: Yelm have been around a lot longer than we have. They're our neighbouring community energy organisation. It's great that we can work with them to help people in the area. And it's how community-owned generation should work, really. So a community energy project, which is generating an income, which is then used to help people in fuel poverty. It's a really brilliant loop. We do a lot of home visits, which is where I've just been, which is why I was a bit late. Sorry. (laughs) Is that a home visit? Yeah, so that's the most useful thing, where we actually help people in their homes, talk about their... How to control their heating um, whether they need insulation, helping them switch to cheaper suppliers. Just over the past winter we've just saved 12.8 tons of carbon. That's just from a handful of people switching to a green tariff. So we'd really like to be able to scale that up and help more people and have a much bigger impact.
3: They've already saved more money than we gave them for for, for clients in in the five parishes. That's amazing, together with reducing the amount of energy that people use. It's not just saving money, it's saving energy. And they've got great ideas for, for things for the future.
2: This
0: is a great example of sustainable funding that supports community projects, while at the same time doing good for the environment. Yelm's members, who are local people, make the funding decisions, rather than funders who are far removed. Andrew Moore again.
3: It's to do with unleashing people's inner, I was going to say needs, it's not needs, it's partly needs, It's, it's partly enthusiasms. It's opening a door, a little crack and people being able to say, hey, there's something here that we can do. And they say, first of all, I want to do it. And then they've got an enabling mechanism to do it which is exactly what's happened to Yarm Community Energy. We knew what we wanted to do, we couldn't find a way of enabling it, and suddenly, with what Power to Change have given us, it's enabled. Now we're doing exactly the same thing in the community, and hopefully they're going to come back and help enable the whole thing again. So it's a very positive cycle once it gets going. And one of those cracks
0: was in the door of the local village hall, A venue for private parties, pop up tea rooms for older people, a walkers' cafe, and the occasional jazz quartet. Caroline Story is treasurer of the Newton and Noss Village Hall.
1: We've got a good south facing roof, and we wanted to put something back into the environment. And we felt that that was a a good project if we could afford it. And the quotes were coming in at around six, seven thousand pounds, which is a lot of money for a hall of our size. And so we heard about the um, Community Energy Trust, so we had a chat and put in an application form. Um, we're absolutely delighted to have received a grant for £4,000 towards the total cost. And we managed to get it in one day before the feed-in tariff stopped. <laughs> Literally, it was that tight.
0: Along with the energy the panels create, which in turn saves the whole money, what Caroline described as government feed-in tariffs also bring around £700 of surplus cash to the hall each year. But that subsidy has now been removed for any new solar projects. Here's Will Walker from Power to Change to explain what they were and what the loss of them means. So the Feeding Tariff was a,
4: a government subsidy that was introduced, I think, back in 2011 or so, which paid out a guaranteed price for the energy that was generated from decentralised renewable energy installations. That paid a price for the energy generated and it paid a price for the energy exported back onto the grid. And that was really critical for the growth of community energy because it provided a kind of government-backed, index-linked, guaranteed revenue stream for community energy projects and indeed other um, renewable energy projects.
0: The financial certainty that provided to community groups allowed them to plan and to fundraise and underpinned the community energy business model. So what's happened since their removal?
4: It's had a huge impact. I mean, I think what you've seen certainly from the research that the likes of Community NG England and others have done is that there are just no or very few new entrants entering the market. There are a lot of established, very successful community businesses, community energy groups out there that are still doing great stuff, but it's made it very hard for new groups to enter the market when there isn't a sort of tried and tested available business model for them to just get
0: behind. The effect is that the growth in the community energy sector has now stalled. Although in England, community energy projects generate enough power to supply 64,000 homes, and in 2018 gave £978,000 of their profit to local good causes through community benefit funds. So what are power to change doing to support new community energy projects?
4: The Next Generation program is a approximately £4 million grant program that we're running with our partners, the Centre for Sustainable Energy and a host of other partners uh, that have been brought together in a sort of expert consortium to work very closely with these groups. And it's aiming to do three things, basically. Firstly, It is very much aligned with what we're trying to do through CORE uh, and our buying of these solar farms, putting them back into community hands and maximising the the community benefit from them. And the grant programme does this by helping these community businesses to develop themselves as fully-fledged businesses in their own right raise the funding to take the ownership of the solar farms and put the profits back into the local community. And there's a range of support and grants that the grant program is is helping them do that with. Secondly is the kind of innovation piece. So we have an open fund, which is open for applications right now until mid-September. And that is really designed to stimulate as much innovation in the community business sector as possible to help them transition in this sort of post-subsidy and, and rapidly changing energy sector as described. And finally, we have some funding to develop a peer mentoring and learning scheme. So really, power change is very much more than just a funder. We invest, I think, 5% of our endowment in research. So we're really looking to sort of maximise the learning and the impact that we have through our grants and investments.
0: Brighton Energy Co-op is one of the community energy organisations who've received support through the Next Generation programme. The programme is helping them explore electric vehicles. Damien Tao, co-founder, saw an opportunity the charging up of electric vehicles, also known as EVs, will have on power generation.
3: It seemed to me that
4: we could explore whether a certain level of usage of EV charging at certain locations could effectively replace the feed-in tariff or provide a top-up to just selling electricity to the site. An example might be a sports centre where We could sell electricity most of the time for, say, 8 or 9p to the sports centre, but at certain points, we may be able to charge 30p for an hour's charging at an EV charge point. And that blend of two different levels of income stream, we're hoping will provide sufficient to make the economic model for the PVRA work. It's been great to have support from something like Next Generation, where if we were to risk our own money as a small entity, you know, it would be quite a gamble to put the time in and pay for all that capital equipment but having a grant where we can test it out and research on behalf of the community energy sector nationally is
0: a great opportunity. While Damien Tao is a relative newcomer, Ray Holland is a veteran of both the UK and worldwide energy sector, including experience of decentralised energy in Africa. A co-director of Yelm Community Energy, he's worked in the industry for over 30 years and has seen massive changes. Over 10 years, it's changed from being... centralized power going one way to a huge number of wind farms, solar farms, batteries, storage. It's changing so rapidly and it's as far as I can see it's unstoppable. When you've got something like 800 million people in Africa who don't have grid electricity but they can use solar energy to um, create a mini grid and supply their own community. So there's that community aspect where originally in the UK, electricity had been generated locally and then it became national, it was all interconnected. So we've rather forgotten about that idea. So it's sort of coming back to the idea that actually you can do it locally. And in unstable times, a decentralised energy model means communities can be more in control of their energy, making them more resilient. It's not just about installing solar panels. There'll be a whole range of things all of us will have to do to make our homes and our lives carbon neutral and local community advisers and suppliers will be better placed to help and to lead the way here's will from power to change again
4: some of the more kind of intractable changes that people will need to be making in their households for instance in terms of solid wall insulation or whatever it might be you know installation of heat pumps and things like that i think the the community angle there of having a kind of trusted impartial intermediary on the ground potentially as a much better way of engaging people and starting that conversation than a private company sort of landing on your doorstep and, and trying to sell you something so i think there's huge potential
0: for community energy in that market yelm community energy are well placed for that and are going from strength to strength they're aiming to take on full ownership of newton down's solar farm within three years and are hoping to acquire a second farm at nearby creakham Planning consent has now been granted, and when it comes on stream, they'll be generating electricity equivalent to the use of 10,000 residents a year. Yelm Community Energy Director Andrew Moore again.
3: The plan is that that is going to break ground in the coming month or so, uh, be commissioned in November and December, and come online next year. It's about maximizing the value for the community that you can get out of it and and that those are things that are being explored but it is going to substantially increase the amount of money that's going to go into community fund over the lifetime of the project.
0: Supporting Yelm with their next generation program will be power to change. Here's Will Walker on the nuts and bolts of what they'll be offering and what they can offer other community businesses.
4: So Yelm that's the first part of next gen so yelm have access to support from our delivery partner consortium to help them with the sort of the nuts and bolts of being a community energy company you know things like developing a long term business plan looking at board governance looking at their social environmental impact plan, helping them to really engage community and prepare the community for the raising of funding for the community when we transition that solar farm into community ownership. So it's really trying to support them on that process and help them develop as a thriving community business.
0: Even though Yelm Community Energy is doing amazing work already, it really is just the beginning for what is a long-term infrastructure project. Yelm Community Energy will spend the next few years raising capital to buy the remaining shares in the two solar farms and will continue to fund local projects. They've proved that an economic as well as an environmental benefit can be achieved. It's been a challenge, but as we've seen in all of the shows in this first series, when people come together with a single vision, the will and the wherewithal can be found. The information is out there. There are people who've done it who'll be more than willing to help and this funding and expertise from organisations like Power to Change. Here are some final words of advice from Will Walker there have been
4: polls out recently that really show people's awareness and concern for these issues is at an all-time high and I think actually just talking to your neighbours talking to your peers about this finding out what they think about it and trying to reach out and connect with people find out what's already going I think more often than not there's a group at the end of your street that's already doing stuff so I think it's linking up with people don't try and do it all all on your own I think there's definitely a sort of issue of of burnout in the community sector so it's trying to collaborate and, and build on what's already happening in this space. I think there's a huge amount of learning from projects and activities that have already been, I would say, you know, look online, reach out to Community NG
0: England, Community Engine Hub, there's a, there's a huge resource of information out there on the internet. And a good place to start is the Power to Change website, powertochange.org.uk. There's also a wealth of practical advice and inspiring stories in our series of podcasts. Just search for The Community Business Fix on your podcast app. I hope you've enjoyed this first series of The Community Business Fix and taken inspiration from the stories we've told, be it a community cafe providing a safe space for its diverse clientele in Manchester, to a Turner Prize-winning housing project in Liverpool, to a refurbished leisure centre in Stocksbridge and a community-run library in Corbett. Every community we've visited has come together to meet its own needs using the expertise and energy of local people. And you can too! This is the last episode in Series 1, and we'll be back soon to share more inspiring community business stories. Thanks for listening to this Fieldwork production commissioned by Power to Change. It was presented by me, Neil Roberts, with research and production by Curtis James, co-production sound and music by Simon James, Writing and executive production by Chris Paling.